Hello listeners and welcome back to our new series Tales from the Animal Sphere yeah so today we are going to start off with a first episode and let's see what similarities do we encounter in the world of the animal sphere yeah okay so with that let's go ahead into our story for today and here we go Candy the little cat Candy's house is in the village square by the side of the bookshop One day she was playing with her dolls in the garden just in front of the steps while her mother hung up the washing line between the two shady apple trees As she pegged the shirts pajamas and petticoats to the line Mrs Cat glanced over the garden fence and said to Candy There's nobody in the bookshop now why don't you go and buy your new school books don't forget that it's only 2 days before the new term starts The little cat pulled a face Meow I don't really feel like going there today she said She was too busy combing her doll's hair. If I were you, I wouldn't put it off. It won't take you more than 5 minutes and then you won't have to worry about it. You'll have all the afternoon to play with your dolls, said Mrs. Cat. No, I would rather go tomorrow, said Candy. All right, please yourself, my little one. We won't talk about it anymore," said Mrs. Cat, and she went on with her housework without saying another word on the subject. The next day, just after breakfast, Candy said, "I am going to buy my school books now," and off she went. She jumped down all three steps at once, crossed the garden, walked out into the square. Then suddenly she stopped with a start. A long line of customers, mostly school children, stretched right round the bookshop. Oh no! Meow. I'll be here for at least an hour before I get to the front of the line. I'll come back in a little while. There won't be as many people here at the end of the morning. Meow. Poor little cat, she was in for a nasty shock. At 11 o'clock, the line had doubled, and by 3 o'clock in the afternoon, it had trebled. But this time there was nothing else for it. She had to join the line. She would just have to learn to endure it, squashed between the cock family and the two turkey brothers who kept squabbling and trying to push in front of one another. The line moved slowly forward. It was so discouraging. Oh, oh, if only I would have come yesterday," said Candy sadly. But it was too late now. She just had to resign herself to waiting. And then, when she finally got inside the shop, she had to choose her books while the other customers hustled and bustled around her. The little cat finally went home to us later so tired and weary that she didn't even feel like playing with her doll. 
her mother smiled kindly at her little kitten. Listen, my little candy. Always remember this. Never put off till tomorrow what you can do today. And that listeners was our interaction with Candy and her mother. Yeah. So Candy, like all of us, I'm sure all of us have done this, especially when we have vacations and there's too much of homeworks and assignments. But we always and always keep it right till the end moment, and then aha, there's so much of homework, so much of things to do, and that's how the journey begins, right? And like every other parent, Mrs. Cat is also telling her child, don't keep it till the last minute. Finish off what can be done. But yeah, kids being kids, this is something which is followed everywhere, and that's how Candy is also. Yeah. Well, yes, she did learn her lesson, I would say. But do you think it really is going to help? Nah, we have been the same, right, for a long, long time. In fact, I still do a lot of things at the last moment and still get lectured about it from my parents. So I think some things won't change, and yeah, it's it's a journey, it's a learning phase. And yes, well, I should be saying that yeah, if there's something which can be done immediately, you should you should make it a point to get it done, and so it's off your head and off your bucket list. And it won't pile up at the last moment, but I guess there's also thrill in doing something at the last minute. And then when it becomes good, you feel happy. Yeah, I could manage it, right? <laughs> okay. So just the result is that I think everywhere kids are the same, and it's just something we need to accept about. Yeah. Okay. So with that, let us go ahead and also meet our dear peacock friend and see what's happening with a peacock. Yeah. So let's meet our peacock. Here we go. Calling a cat a cat. The peacock is a very stubborn bird. He always uses very long and complicated words that he doesn't understand himself, and what's more, he uses them all in the wrong places. He makes up such silly, involved sentences that don't make sense. So that he often finds it difficult to stop talking, even when he doesn't really know what he's talking about. Why does he use such complicated language? Well, the peacock seems to think that if his friends can't understand what he's saying, they will think that he must be very wise and clever. He thinks that they will think that his awful nonsense is scientific knowledge. To put it simply, he thinks that he is the cleverest bird in the world. Even though he can't speak English properly, one day, just before noon, the peacock met the tiny field mouse and said to him in a very pompous way, "You will never believe what I met the other day. It was covered in iridescent, gleaming fur that shone and glittered like rare malachite. This uncommon creature also had sharp claws, a tail like a serpent." Pointed ears, and it said, "Meow." Now, the field mouse was a famous professor of grammatical studies, and he didn't stand for any nonsense. If I understand you correctly, Mister Peacock, what you met was a cat, and if that is so, why didn't you just say I met a cat? Your English is terrible. You will seem far more intelligent, my dear Mr. Peacock, if you take my advice and the advice of an old professor and call a cat a cat. 
But the peacock, who was really, really very silly, spread out his tail proudly and said, "So much for your wisdom, Mr. Field Mouse. I was describing a lion, not a cat." Well, some people really don't accept their mistakes, yeah. And I'm sure we would have met quite a few people like this in our lives. We know that what they are talking is nonsense, and even if we try and go and correct them, they are not in the mood of listening to what we are saying. They just feel that what they are saying is right and will always be right. So, what do you do in such a situation? I guess just give your piece of advice and move on. If someone is not really receptive of taking advices, taking opinions from others, then you can't do really anything about it. Yeah, you just share your piece of advice and just let it be. It's up to them whether they have to take it up or not and improve themselves. Or yeah, there would be a point sometime when the person will realize that yes, I am really acting stupid and people don't really feel I am intelligent. and yeah they will then realize that what they are doing is wrong and probably change so yes mr peacock was one such person he didn't really want to accept what he was saying was very very stupid and he was more happy with just trying to prove that what he said was right and maybe the professor didn't really understand what he was trying to say so yeah with that we wrap up the episode for the day so we saw Two animals from an animal sphere: Candy the cat and Mr. Peacock, and I'm sure we could relate it to what has happened in our lives also. So with that, let's see you soon next week. Until then, stay safe, take care, and have a wonderful, wonderful week ahead. Don't forget to share your ratings, your comments on the podcast when you listen to it on Spotify. Okay? See you soon, listeners. Bye bye.